Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at U-D-Pod. Follow the entire MTR Network at, you guessed it, the MTR Network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts. For free 99. The time of this recording is 5 p.m. on the 4th of January, 2024. Are you safe? From Cat Williams. We're going to find out. All that and more on today's UD pod. Before we get into it, I want to welcome our guest. First time guest in the new year. First of many times. Got the homie from uh, the Three Fist Pod. What up, Justin? How's it going? How's it going? Uh, as far as I know, I have remarked say from Cat Williams. Uh, my name did not come up in that. I don't even want to call it an interview. It was more like story time with Cat Williams. It was a documentary. And when the Oscars are announced, I imagine it will also be up for Best Picture. Yeah, like it, it, I don't even want to talk about the substance of what was said. It was just funny. It was hilarious. It's there, thank you. Thank you. It's, it is, there's too much substance. We could pick apart small parts of it. We could um, talk about certain people who he mentions, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to say this was, and I think it's really it's interesting because now we're seeing the breakdown of the two Americas because I think it hit white people today. Ah, there we I go. Think, I think, it, but the fact that they're only 24 hours behind and you're getting very few, who is this? Like, I, all right, maybe, maybe we're closer than we thought. Uh, I think Reese Davis showed us over the weekend. Uh, the oh, two Americas oh, are don't a you lot. skip ahead, sir. That's on the list. We'll get to that. <laughs> Oh, Reese Davis. Hey, God, I've got, I, there are two topics that touch damn, uh, uh, Pat McAfee's existence on the today's show. And I bet you can guess what they both are. Um, but yeah, Cat Williams, in case you were living under a rock, hopped on club, uh, Shannon Sharps. I'm not going to call that thing what he calls it, his podcast slash show, um, and decided to air out everyone to start the new year. It's very funny. It is a long podcast. So there'll be clips floating around. I, I'll say this. There are people who are like, I wish Shannon had done X. I'm like, sirs, if you're looking to Shannon Sharp for journalistic integrity and probing investigative questions, that's on you. This is a you problem. Yes. Now, what that does show is the value in actually having journalists conduct interviews. But that's not what Shannon is. And that's not what Shannon has ever pretended to be. That podcast is a vehicle for him to talk to his friends and share funny stories. That is all that is. And this, this is one not... in particular was enough truths and lies woven together over the course of three hours. Oh, Adam, at a minimum, Cat Williams believes every word he said. There, there, there are times in the thing where you kind of, like, it just, he's lying about certain, there are certain things he's lying about. And it's fine. It doesn't matter. But it's funny. It's funny. And it's none of the big stuff. None of the stuff that he's like, the the beauty of a good entertainer is you can weave the lies and the truth together to where it's all it's all just three hours of like you said it's just funny you know what else was funny over the break and i want to apologize for i kind of dumped out that solo show because i want to talk about george and i was so hot about the word deserve any football coach who says the word deserve just oh blows my blood but this happened in the new year this is something that's all these stories that i'm about to talk about happened since i recorded Jason Whitlock. <laughs> and maybe this is a case of me being far too online. And I'll accept that. But Jason Whitlock, who 
is the embodiment of what my father told me once. If you're willing, if you're a black person and willing to talk bad about black people, you will always have a job. He is that phrase personified. Jason Whitlock went on Twitter and decided to dunk on his one of his many former employers, ESPN, by saying, why am I getting these vulgar ads in looking at these NFL standings? And I don't know who explained to him how ads work. But I hope it was no. I hope the tweet's still up. I really do. Did you see this? I have seen the tweet. It is no longer up. Oh, coward. <laughs> you you expected integrity from Jason Whitlock? No, no, no. It's just another thing to hit him with. Just to remind him he has Fair. integrity. Um, Justin, like, Whitlock's not that much old. Like, I don't know how he doesn't know how. Like this feels like one of those things where like this just thing is bad press. Of course I'm gonna make them, I'll make them laugh at me. Like I don't know what was supposed to happen. One of my favorite phrases: Why blame conspiracy when incompetence is staring you dead in the face? Like <laughs> he's just bad at this. I, and once you accept that he is bad at this at every level, of course he would do this. Of course, you would try to make ESPN out to be, oh, they're peddling smut. No, my brother in Christ, you're looking for the smut. In his defense, Dan Orlovsky sniffing bitches. Look, ESPN's gotten weirdly horny lately. Like with Stephen A. Smith doing this, like, I don't know what he's doing. Like Quiet Storm positioning himself for leaving ESPN. And like Dan Orlovsky sniffing shoes, like there are smut accusations to be levied at ESPN. They got a woman flashing on the sugar bowl. Like, you could have the argument. Rex However, Ryan, Jason, Rex Ryan you got on can't get have up. the argument because your ad's told on you, sir. No, Rex Ryan got on Get Up and admitted his foot fetish, and that is now a reoccurring thing. Well, he would just bring what? up. I. <laughs> it came you ever have something you've been. I haven't kind of worked. I don't know how to make this a joke yet, but I do know it's funny. Um, because I don't think anyone's kink should be shamed. I, it's, it's not my kink, whatever. Considering adults do what you must. The only one that I'm like, I'm not weird about it, but I do, I don't, I'll never, I'll never get a lot of them. But this is one that like, it's, you tomosexuals. I, look, consenting adults do what you feel. I don't give a shit. I just don't get it. I don't explain it to me. I don't want to get it. That's. I mean, clearly, Dan Orlovsky was toe curious at a minimum. Look, I. He sniffed that shoe on. About like, it. I saw the like I saw the the awful announcement being like, "Hey, Dan Orlovsky sniffed Molly's shoe," and I was like, "That's oh, okay." okay so thank you. You're like me. You saw the headline before the clip, and you're like, "That couldn't." This is awful announcing, ginning up a story to make it sound more outrageous than it was. If anything, this headline downplayed what I saw. Yes. I was my like, wait, immediate what? reaction was, no shit. Isn't Dan Olaski married? Hey, man, that's a conversation you got to have with his wife after. That. Hey, man, that, that week-long trip to, to Bristol got cut short. Oh, did he go back? If, I don't if know. He went back I'm, home, let me not cast aspersions. Me myself would have had to go home if that had been me on television. It, it I would have gotten the phone call on air. My phone would Dan have Dan should have been texting have had... during the. <laughs> Baby, you're going to see some sin. 
<laughs> if they had come back and Dan had been off camera pleading on the phone, that would have made a lot more sense. I, I would not have accepted what happened. I'd understand it better. Yeah, I got nothing. Like, I, why, I, and I think the less I know, the better. Because I this, don't want to know why those, he was like, yeah, I should Molly probably Shue. stop asking questions. Yeah, like, why? how did he get Molly Shue in the first place? What what possessed him to do that? You know what? No, I don't want to know. Stick to the film. You know, how that, you know how that ends? It ends with us watching Get Up. It ends with, it ends with being like, I don't know how we got here. I, I need to see. I need context. I need, like, uh, an explainer. Is there a documentary I can watch? I need something to be played out to me in black and white as to what the fuck I just saw. Because all I could think watching that were two words, Justin. Naysayer, please. I wish a naysayer would. Naysayers in Paris, dog. Um, Look, if you haven't seen the clip of Reese Davis being the funniest man alive, and that's what I think everyone's losing. Everyone's like, Pat McAfee told a really funny joke. Look at the... No. Reese Davis is the funniest motherfucker alive because he said that shit like a professional and he knew what he was doing he knew exactly what he was doing and he still he sat up there like a g and delivered blank which means let a naysayer know it's a clothing brand brought to you dog and i'm glad like this is one of those times where you're like you do need I don't want to overstate this because i feel like there's too many of them in georgia but you do need a cool white boy sometimes who just gets it and who ain't afraid of it? Because there's one thing about race in America that, yes, it's hard to talk about because white people are fragile. Race is inherently funny. The differences between us, we're so alike that the differences, if you treat them properly, can be hilarious. <laughs> because Desmond couldn't say anything. Joey Galloway was about to risk his entire career. No, Joey Galloway was fighting fighting he was wrestling with god not to say anything <laughs> meanwhile pat mcafee's uneducated uncultured untrained ass a naysayer and kirk's like he's trying to be professional to his job yo didn't slow pat down once i i wasn't sure that's what you were gonna say what kills me is reese davis what else could it be Dog, that's the winner. That's how I know Reese Davis is hilarious. <laughs> With a straight face, like dog, not a hint what? of a smile. And everyone's like, they didn't like you're an idiot. Reese is funnier than all of you because he did get it. And the fact that you're even questioning if he got it makes him a comedic genius. <laughs> Reese got it the minute they handed him the read. Where does Reese live? Does Reese do stand up? Can I go see Reese do a tight five? That's like, yes, the whole thing's funny. The whole thing is funny. Naysayer is going to be the joke of the year. Sorry, 2024. Cancel it. However, I need everyone to recognize it's funny because of Reese Davis. Like, Reese Davis makes the whole clip. Yes. The, the his look on his face. His commitment to the bit of sportscaster guy. And guys, you're like, oh, maybe he did. Guys, these are guys going to college football teams. You've seen clips of Nick Saban dancing. Y'all saw Justin Tucker in that picture with the Ravens? I've seen how Justin Tucker kicks it in Maryland. Justin Tucker needs to get traded. Justin Tucker been in Maryland too long. He's been in Baltimore too long. I look. 
I can't disagree with that. But Someone he, in Justin Tucker's life is very disappointed. <laughs> Justin Tucker is a fixture in the West Side, just like Lamar Jackson. I kid I, you not. Zero doubt. Why? Why? Why wouldn't he be? And this I'll is why Reese Davis is hilarious because <laughs> with with, <clears throat> with no hint of naivete. When he was writing that script, he's like, "I'm gonna get everyone on the set. Watch this." He knew yeah. it. He saw that come on the prompter and sit up straighter. He's like, "Leave viral in this bitch. <clears throat> Let a nation dog." Mwah. Thank you, Reese Davis, America's sweet sweetheart. Um. Let's talk on some bowl season. I didn't come to the stuff by myself earlier. It was kind of lonely. You're a fan of college football. How was bowl season for you? Bowl season? What's bowl season? Florida was at home. I have no idea what you're talking about. There, ah, there were no... we're not talking about them. We're talking about, look, mascots got eaten. The Cheez-It guys <laughs> that... immediately stepped up their game with the Pop-Tart mascots was eaten on live television. Like, there's, the, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's a spirit. It's fun. You get to watch what happens when Ohio State's quarterback decides to go to Syracuse and they've recruited no depth of the position. And however bad, and we're going to talk about Florida State, I promise, however bad that was, Trust me, Ohio State had a much worse time. The Pop-Tart. This is a dream come true. That was so unhinged. It perfectly encapsulates bowl season. Like it's, that it's singular moment. plus football plus empty corporate sponsorships equals bowl season. Bowl season is America. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Bowl season is America. <laughs> we don't need bowls. Motherfucker, we are bowls. What are you talking about? Gronk had a bowl this year. And, okay, I understand bowl season is a naked cash grab. It is capitalism. What is it? It's height. America. It's college football. College football naked it's cash what, grab. But it's what makes it fun. Right? Right? And guess like, what? You may not love every bowl, but you know what every kid who went to those bowl games got? A swag bag. That kid got something. It's the one actual reward they get for playing football. Let them have it. The the one thing we lost with the playoff was the significance of the big bowls. Like the Rose Bowl used to mean something. The Fiesta Bowl used to mean something. The Sugar Bowl used to mean something. Yes. But the, the, you're not wrong. And 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 I'll say this: the Orange Bowl used to mean something. It did. Uh, before I get to what happened there. I want to say one was home. That's very funny. Two, thanks for the running back. Thoughts? We are giving Billy another year for some reason. Why are we? If you bring that, in the recruiting, is this like apparently we're giving Billy another year? If you bring in the recruiting guy to bring in talent, mm-hmm. and then the talent leaves the school in his defense the deal is to bring the talent in retaining the talent ah, is part of the deal that's a whole that'll cost you <laughs> that's an upgrade package buddy <laughs> you asked me to get him here <laughs> like this is this is billy napier's asians negotiating stance for the record yeah, I, I. You paid him to bring the kids in. It's your job to keep them. Facilities and investment. I'm telling you, that is the play, and it's going to work. You're gonna be stuck with Billy for like five more years. 
I hate everything. If they extend the ability, what does it do to you as a fan? Results pending. He needs to sweep Tennessee, Georgia, Florida State, Alabama oh, wow. for me to not wow. want to commit war crimes. I got some bad news on one of those fronts at the very least because uh, Kirby Smart sat up at that press conference after that Orange Bowl and said, someone should see this. They should do something about this. Like he wasn't the one letting little Muschamp play quarterback in a fucking bowl game. <laughs> Can we talk to the Florida State quitters for a second? No, hold on. before we do, can I just party for a second, please? Because please that's do. the real life Eric Andre meme. Eric Andre's Georgia shoots Florida State and says, "Why would the NCAA make us do this?" <laughs> I just like it's one that was a recruiting pitch. For the record, it was like, "Hi, hey, man, we didn't want to hurt him that bad. If you don't want to get hurt that bad, you probably shouldn't go to those schools." <laughs> It was a threat. It was 100% the a threat. The meetings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> I love that everyone was like, oh, Georgia got to come up. It's Georgia's lost their second game in three years. I'm like, you've never seen Kirby mad. You're stupid. Yeah. And now oh, everybody yeah. has to pay for it. Yeah. Yo, let's talk to the Florida State quitters. You, you, I, I, I see the Florida, the Florida fan who wants to talk to his rivals who decided that the game wasn't worth playing and used that as an excuse to, and I'm going to use this very generously, get their fucking heads kicked in for four, for four quarters. And it, I'm, I'm not talking to the kids that put on the uniform. I am talking to the Danny Canals of the world. Who, by the way, I see the flex. You definitely did the, my house is nicer than yours. While walking around saying, oh, this game didn't matter. It's whatever. If the game didn't matter and your excuse, like, I, I don't even want to get into the fact that Georgia also was missing players from injury and transfer portal, whatever. Let's take the, the, Florida the State exact same number of players. I want that Let, just to be out there. Let's take the Florida State argument at face value. This game did not matter to those kids. That's why they sat out. Isn't it the job of a coach to motivate players to participate in these games? Isn't that a culture issue? So what you're saying is you are okay with Mike Novell fostering a culture of quitters. That is what you are telling me. If we take that, just take that argument at face value. It's what you're saying is. Culture, it's not just a culture of quitters. I'm talking about this last podcast. I'm glad I get to say it out loud again. It's a culture of deserve. It's a culture of work equals success. The promise of work is not success. The promise of work is the opportunity for more work. Could Georgia right now say, who wants to see us? Yeah. Have you heard one Georgia fan do that? Have you heard one Georgia player play the what if game? No. The job is the work. The rewards you can't control. I said this on the podcast. I'm going to tell Matthew. Matthew will have a very idyllic childhood, but at some point I will look him in the eye and say, the world will never give you what you deserve. You're going to get what you get. And if you think good things shouldn't happen to bad people, wrong world, buddy, because that happens all the time. you got to find your joy in the work. In Florida State, 
in programs like that, there are kind of microwave programs are going to pop it up over uh, six months with some transfers. There's no true grounding. There's no true north. There's no larger commitment being made. It is purely transactional. Come here, get this. Do the things I said. Mike Norvell could have used the slight to rally his team. He could have used his board of trustees' decision to drag everyone to court the Friday before Christmas, assholes, to say, look how many how hard people are fighting for you. Look at us, what, how, what we built, how special it is. Look at what you can do. You can fight the people who, for the people who fight for you. You think Kirby couldn't coach the way around that shit? But no. All I get is soft focus pieces talking about Mike Norvell admitted when he heard the news, he was shattered. Bitch! You're a coach! The job of a coach is not to recruit. The job of a coach is to develop and lead. Well, I was just as broken as the players. Then you probably shouldn't be in charge. Do you feel bad? I know I'm asking you about a Georgia FSU game where you honestly would have hoped for the field to open up and swallow both teams whole. But uh, yes, the Dark Knight Rises. That's actually what I was hoping for. Is there a score that you start the 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 McConkey busted? <laughs> Pass turned into 27-yard touchdown run. I I never started feeling bad. I don't have that gene in me. But I can see at that point. Why on earth would I feel bad for Mike Norvell? No, no, there was no score that would have made me. They could have put up 256, and I would have said, well, you should have scored. You should have done something to stop this from happening to you. People are talking about, oh, aren't you mad Georgia didn't get shot? Bro, in the last three years, Georgia's won five bowl games. The last two have been consecutively the largest bowl wins of all time. And I guarantee a lot of that shit was off of people across the way whining about what they deserve. I, I'm i doing this thing. I, I'm in the midst of this thing on my Instagram, 30 Days of Gratitude, kind of. It's been good. It's like a, a reflective practice. It makes me more intentional. I've liked, I've enjoyed how doing it. One I put up recently was about my high school wrestling team. I love wrestling in high school. My senior year, Justin, we were great. We were great. But we were 3A school. We were like a middle of the road, mid-sized school in Georgia. And so we got invited to this 5A teams meet. There was a try meet us in another school and over there. And we get there and we had to drive the furthest. And we see it's their senior night. And I did that math in my head. You invited us for your senior night? Oh, no. We're going to ruin this. So I go to the coach. We go to the coach. We're like, hey, will you? can you have us wrestle the home team first? Because we drove the furthest. We knock out our two matches. They can do their senior night horseshit. We can leave. Coach says yes. Me and the other captain pull the entire team in the hallway. And we looked everyone in the eye and says, we're all pinning tonight. Everyone pins. I don't give a damn who you're wrestling. No one calls us for their senior night. 
and up and down that lineup, everyone pinned their kid. Like mean, like mean pins, like not fun pins, not like, oh, this is a, no. I was like, go, hurt, go, go embarrass them. They had senior night, Justin, they're handing flowers to their moms with black eyes and ice packs on their arms. As they should. How? Because how dare. It's pride. Have some God, have some pride about yourself. And for that's, that's what to me, like. Yes, let's say that, oh, your kids are disappointed. Let's say that you even failed as a leader and you showed that you too were disappointed and you could not lead them through this. How the fuck are you going to recruit the next batch? They all saw it. And you can't, you can't just blame that on your quarterback getting hurt. Mm-mm. That Mm-mm. that that whooping was not a we are missing our star quarterback who covered up a lot of the flaws. That wasn't one or two. That wasn't we're missing a couple. That was a, oh, my God, there's no death. Oh, my God, there's no death. What are we going to do? The, Okay. See, also, uh, Ohio State's game. That team, when fully healthy, struggled to beat Syracuse, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech. I watched it happen. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to cough up one of these games. They almost lost to Florida when Florida had nothing. Can we admit they wouldn't have lost by 60 with the full – I don't think it would have been 60. Like, that's – I'll be realistic. You're right. It would have been 40. It would have been 40, 40, but it wouldn't have been – like, 60 – the I think the I think we're a little bit numb to how bad you have to lose to lose a football game for the other team to score nine touchdowns. That's so many touchdowns. <laughs> and it just kept coming and coming and coming. Look, wait, Carson Beck didn't throw a pass in the second half. They yeah. put in Muschamp's kid at quarterback. They did everything they could to keep it under control. And you saw what happened. Next year, brother, we got 12. You sure you want 12? Because that means Penn State. Yeah. 12 too many. 12 just too many. And now we've got on Monday at 7.30, whatever lie they're telling us to turn to ESPN, an all-Big Ten National title game. We get oh, God, they are. Yeah, that yeah. is. <laughs> so how how's the Ponzi scheme going to work now? It's about to get real scary for James Franklin. <laughs> but all he needs is to make one playoff. If he makes one playoff, they can never fire. Fair. Fair. That's going to be his pitch. <laughs> Who do you have Monday? Because for me... Like, I watched a good Michigan team play a bad game and beat a bad Alabama team playing badly. And I watched a a Washington team do the same shit they've done all season, like not know how to salt a game away and be incredibly susceptible to deep balls on defense. I don't know if Michigan has the personnel to hurt them vertically. No, they don't. What Michigan does is they bully you up front. And Mm -hmm. watching that out – Watching the Alabama game, it was funny watching Kirk Herbstreit not try to say that the, the the center specifically was bad all night. That's a hard job. It's a very hard job, and I think that's why former quarterback having empathy for it, just how hard a job center is, trying to be like, well, you know, they're, they're not all the snaps aren't bad. I watched those snaps. Hey, man, I understand center is hard, but if you can't do the Can job, you imagine correctly, getting the yips in the. 
Can you imagine getting the yips in that game? Yeah. Getting the like, yips it feels very much yippish. It feels very much like, oh no, this just went this just went left really fast. Like I don't think he's a bad player, but the biggest part of the job is securing the snack. I, I feel mean talking about it. Because it feels mean. It feels mean, but it's also what happened. Like, we have it's eyes. What we saw what happened. But, like, this Michigan team, they weren't impressive until the – and I've said this – I said it earlier. The last six minutes, that's the best six minutes of Michigan football I think I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah. But they it, really put their foot down. They really delivered. I was really impressed. The rest of it was just sloppy and ugly. It was sloppy and ugly and involved a lot of Alabama shooting themselves in the foot. And if there's one thing I know about Mike and him, there'll be no self-shooting. So good luck. Hopefully your bully ball works against Washington, who just doesn't care about that sort of thing. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh's going to be like, I had the ball for 47 minutes. <laughs> Washington's like, I still scored 60 points. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Washington is that, you, you're playing your friend in Madden, you have the perfect game playing, I'm going to waste the clock, I'm going to ball control, I'm going to do zone blitzes, confuse everything, and they just rip you to shreds with Patrick Mahomes because it doesn't matter, nothing matters. Well, you're a man of a certain age, and I know you're going to be excited about this. NCAA is coming back this summer. The game is returning. Are there any features you want to see added in this new iteration? Because, yo, like, everyone's like, oh, Madden. If you know, NCAA used to outsell Madden. Okay. I don't want features added. I want features returned. Okay. Give me give me a couple. You remember, your players could be academically ineligible. Not now. I'll just transfer. What are you talking about? This is, that, that's, this is what I'm talking about. The wrinkles need to really be here. Yes. Okay. So that, this is where we are. I need academic ineligibility back. I need you to be able to suspend, like, before certain games, like, hey, this player cut class, or hey, this player talked back during practice. What are you going to do? And that would actually affect your programs. Like, your program had ratings based on, like, how you disciplined your team, yep. the academics of your team. And when you recruit, certain players care about different things. You can't just say, oh, I'm the best school. You should come to me. It's like, no, I care about these certain things. I care about your offensive scheme. I care about your campus culture, I care about all these different things and your actions and how you interact with your team affect all those different things. Bring all of that back. Let me suspend players. Let the transfer portal, you got to have the transfer portal, which effectively just import your free agency mechanic from all of your other games into NCAA. That's basically what the transfer portal is. It's free agency. Just bring that mechanic over. Your recruiting system in 14 was actually the best it had been. So keep that. I want you to be able to just target the players. Like, you just have a group of players you're targeting, you're working those kids, you're working those kids, you bring them in for visits, and you can't you can't recruit everybody, so you, you got to make sure your list is good. You can only bring it, you only got so many scholarships, you've only got so many needs to address. So you, you got to have all that. The coaching carousel, make sure the coaching carousel works. So when I say the coaching carousel, NCAA, the last NCAA game, you had your coach and you had your coordinators, and they all have their own skill trees. If you were a successful program, your coordinators would get hired from under you, and then you don't have any say over who your coordinators are because you're just the coach. That is decided by the booster class. They would hire coordinators for you to replace them. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. All the coordinators have the same skill tree. It's basically just, do you want a run coordinator or a pass coordinator? You just fill out the skill tree based on that. So again, who you actually get doesn't really matter, but having some control over that would be kind of cool, I guess. But bring back the carousel. Because uh, it, 
it it really shows how much coordinators matter. Like when you get into the fourth or fifth year and you keep losing coordinators and you can't have any stability and those passes that you were used to for boosting your O-line keep getting, you keep getting worse and worse. Um, so that that's a nice little wrinkle and it adds to uh, the replayability of the game because you're not just dominating all the time. You, you have but to I, manage I, certain things. First of all, not dominating all the time sounds like a Florida problem. Second of all, I want everyone to realize just how nerdy we are about this motherfucker, man. Like, if you were like, a, I love sports and nerdy shit, dog, that was a Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast explanation of recruiting an NCAA from a game that, for the record, the ref, the, the game he's referencing is 10 years old. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but he knows it like that. It's just, it speaks to our souls. I'm telling you people, NCAA coming back is going to be a problem. Um. You kids don't like I. I'm the old man yelling at clock because you kids have no idea how it used to be. <laughs> it used to be so good. It used to be so the bring back. So you had conference realignment. That was cool. What I want, it's EA. They'll never do it. But I want a functionality that 2K has, where at the end of every year they redo the CBA. And you can change rules. Have that in NCAA. I want to be able to bring back the BCS. You That's just want to be want. able to have Percy Harvin fight your coach again. Well, so that was one of the things that could happen to like the older NCAA is like players would actually fight coaches and you'd have to suspend them because if you didn't, that would drag Percy, your team around. Well, guess what? That's what happened. Percy Harvin became the coach and he won national title. So what do you want to do? It works sometimes. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to let Percy Harvin fight a coach. Sometimes, hey, I, look, sometimes your, per, your coach is going to have to squabble. Hmm? Hmm? Um, if you you coach getting beat by a twenty year old kid. That's uh sounds like a you problem. It's uh So Draymond's coming back. Dang he suspension's over already? Well, he's returning to the Warriors facility. They haven't really okay. set when he's gonna be on the court or anything. They're saying that he's expected to return to the Warriors facility in the coming days, ramping up to resume play. For those of you who don't know, he's been on indefinite suspension since December thirteenth when he <clears throat> Spinning backfisted, I think that's the, uh, I believe Eddie Kingston calls it the backfist of the future, which is a good name for a fun move. Oh, good um, one, good one. <laughs> what do we think? Like, uh, okay, I get it. You're the NBA, and you're trying to at least sound like you're doing a thing for a reason. But this amorphous, like, he'll come back when he's learned his goddamn lesson. Why can't we just give a number and like keep it moving? Because we know, we know. Nothing's going to change. See also John Morant using fake guns in the celebration. And that's why, because they know Draymond's not going to change. Nothing's so going real, to change. It, it's when your parents send you to your room and you say, when can I come out? When I feel like you can. That's what they've done to Draymond. When I feel like you can. That's thing when is, you can come That's out. like the parent all of a sudden becoming an asshole when you've let the kid run rampant for years. Draymond Green punched his teammate in a disagreement over money. He was rewarded with new contract, and his teammate was traded to the goddamn Wizards. That did happen. I mean, like, he was, he's like, it's my lowest bone in my life. You were rewarded handsomely for that moment, sir. You got everything you wanted out of that altercation. Everything. Everything he wanted. I want this motherfucker gone. He's gone. I want more money. You got it. Now they can't pay Clay, who, I mean, it's probably for the best they can't pay Clay, but because they'd have been stuck with Clay. But like, 
it's gotten real ugly real fast. And before I leave the NBA or move on to any other thing, I do want to ask you about your um, collection of misfit toys. What the fuck's going on out in San Antonio? What I told, I told everyone when the year started, hey, this is a 30-win team at best. And it looks like 30. I oversold. I had... I had people telling me this was a 40-win team. I had people telling me this was a playing team. I said, no, this is a bad team. We have Victor Webanyama, but we have a bunch of parts that don't fit together. And that's basically what you're seeing is, one, a team that has no adult in the room other than Popovich, and two, a team that has no starting point guard. Trey Jones is a great basketball player. He is not a starting point guard. We have no... We have no starting point guard. That's why Jeremy Sohan was the point guard for so long, because if it works, we get a younger, faster Boris Diaw. Awesome. If it doesn't, eh, what have we really lost? Because this team wasn't going to the play-in anyways. So, yeah, they're going to be bad this year. Well. That problem um, gets about to, that problem gets fixed when we ship Keldon Johnson over to the Hawks and get DeJounta Murray back. That's not – stop. Don't cut that out. Ew. Um, hey, ew. Ne- no, no. Come, come on, All come Star. On back, the first round of fan voting for All Star ballots out. Of note, in note, in the top five backcourts for East or West and front courts, zero fucking Knicks. Very funny to me. Um, nothing really crazy or surprising. Everyone you expect to be here. Shea is the third in the West in the backcourts. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is this all makes sense. There's nothing crazy about it. We're going to see how things move up and down. Trey Young in the middle of the backcourt top five right now for the East. Anyone you've got an eye on to, to, to be a lock for the team or someone you hope makes it or someone might be a stretch? Shay, Shay, Shay. She's in. Shea, no, no. They're, yeah. they're, hey, you guys want to do something fun? If you're right now listening to this podcast, pause it and go Google the Western Conference standings. Oh, wait. Right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yeah, no, like, I, I am so high on Shane Gilchrist, and he's so good. He is so good. The Timberwolves um, have lost nine games. Also, yes. Well, that's that's because the, the adult in the room is Anthony Edwards, and you can't go Dog, wrong the adult in the room is the young one, the young man. Yes. I love it. I love everything about it. The oldest young man I've ever seen. Who's a grown man here? Well, it's clearly not Rudy or Cat, so I guess it's me. Like, it... I'm not the I'm not the stepfather. I'm the father that stepped up. God damn it! Exactly. Um, Tyrese Halliburton. I'm so glad everybody else got introduced to him. I'm also okay. NBA fans are doing this weird thing where it's like, well, why did Sacramento get rid of him? Because he can't exist with De'Aaron Fox. That's no. why. They chose De'Aaron Fox, which is fine. I thought this is I would have made, but they, they, you know, they didn't do not make a choice. Right. They saw immediately, oh, you two are the exact same person and you can't exist on the court at the same time. And you're you're way too good to come off the bench. Let's get assets for you now. And guess what? Tyrese is on a team where he if you swap places, De'Aaron Fox is putting up Tyrese Halbert numbers like it's his what he's being asked to do is different than he's being asked to do in Sacramento. Yes. And the fact that he can do it is surprising, not surprising, but it is. Like, it's one of those, oh, shit, oh, yeah, all right, cool. Like, it's one of those very pleasant Not You're not shocked, but you are surprised. Right. So you're smarter than me. Um, I'm fucking crazy here. Just let me just... Could we be done with Aaron Rodgers? No. I mean, we could be. Because you can do a lot of shit in this world. 
But throwing that one around will get you sued. If that throwing that one around will get you like it got um his buddy uh the the owner of X suit. Remember that when he called the the guy who was making the, the cave diving for the kids called him a pedophile. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'd forgotten all about that. And then Elon bought Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Which, for the record, is the preamble that no one points out. But I'm like, hey, you know, he uh, he bought Twitter after calling the guy a pedophile and getting sued, like, and losing, like, badly. <laughs> then taking the value by over 80%. Look, Aaron Rodgers said this shit about a co-worker. Take away, like, what do you think about Jimmy Kimmel and how da, 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 da. This is a, this is a, this is technically an internal matter with for the Disney Corporation. Yes. And good luck. This is why you wanted Pat McAfee, right? You wanted all these viral moments to happen on your show, right? Or on your network so you wouldn't have to farm out the content. Well, you got it. Good luck, buddy. Look, um, I... He's lost his fucking mind. To... All the stuff he's done, like, whatever. Like, I guess we've reduced COVID denialism to, like, an acceptable level of human discord, which I think is stupid as shit. Whatever. He went on television and accused, at the very least, just call him a, a very public coworker of the worst thing you can accuse someone of. To the point where there are people editing the, the S- Epstein docs to add Jimmy Kimmel's name, and it's ha- I've been I've seen it. And like that's dangerous, man. It is very dangerous, but also, and this is why I say we're not done with Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rod well not if when Aaron Rodgers gets sued. The NFL is not going to punish him for this. What? This nigga's never playing football again? Says who? He's 39 off a torn Achilles. He says science. You don't Don't think the New York Jets... Into thinking that he can do this shit? No. I'm not saying he'll be good Because no one else is tough enough? No, because it can't be fucking done. I think the Jets are desperate enough to trot out a one-leg Aaron Rodgers out there. As evidenced by every decision they made this season, the Jets are clearly <laughs> desperate enough. The Browns went through three quarterbacks and then said, Joe, <laughs> you feel like playing quarterback? Meanwhile, Joe's a former employee of the Jets. He oh, used yeah. to work there. He did do a stint there. And y'all rolled out Zach Wilson? Come on, baby. So you won't hurt your quarterback's feelings? We don't want him to feel replaced. Bitch! Well, people get replaced every day, B. This is America! This still Remember business. the time he replaced the guy? And you guys also ended up with that guy? Like, what the... F- I don't know, man. This is... Like, the Jets season, I want... This, yes, the in-season hard knocks for the Dolphins has been a lot of fun. I would have killed to have seen it for the Jets. It is for that reason why they are never allowing Hard Knocks back oh, into that can't. facility. No. The tell-all book that – who is the most erudite of the Jets? Ooh. Slim Pickens. 
Someone's going to write a book or like a reporter will, or we'll get a tell all. We'll get something. This season of Aaron's season of discontent, maybe Aaron write a book. Oh, and then we'll get counter books. Fantastic. Because his book will be about, what if I feel yellow? Like, I hate him. I hate him. He said that he went into the woods to do ayahuasca and he kills ego. For the record, I've done like, action, not ayahuasca, but I've done the work to like remove my ego from a lot of my decisions. This nigga went to the woods and hopped on Reddit for five days and came back and was like, so what do you think happened on 9-11? Like, I, I don't, this he's the most w- online person ever, somehow. This is rehab brain. You gave Aaron Rodgers nothing to do but work out and play on the internet. And this is, he said something about the alphabet gang the other day. Which... Come on now. Like Nick Wright, I, who I love, Nick Wright's got a piece out right now where he's talking about, I don't think Aaron Rodgers hates, but if people can improve, they can also get worse. Yes. If people have, have the capacity seen... to grow, they have the capacity to reverse that growth. Example given, one David Chappelle. I refuse to like give him, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers believes. If he's just like, let's be contentious to be contentious. All I know is, I really hope they get a lot out. I hope I hope Jimmy Campbell sues the shit out of him. And it is for that reason that he will be putting on a football uniform because he he's not Alex Jones. He can't you afford bankruptcy. You know what? You're not wrong because the <laughs> UFL is back, baby. Um, I was tr- like, if you're the Rock and you can open up the first season with Aaron Rodgers as one of your quarterbacks, don't you do it? That is that, that's easy money. Dog, Easy, we're getting paid, paid. Dog, we just that's a that's a broadcast deal. Aaron Rodgers yes. is a broadcast deal. Let's have conversation. Um, Cam Newton made news over the break, talking about players are um game managers and not game changes. Um, first and foremost, the fact that y'all take this this naysayer in that hat seriously is ridiculous. Secondly. Mm-hmm. The fact that y'all let this naysayer pretend that his fake-ass word letters are a font makes me infuriated. And thirdly, this sounds like someone who's very upset he never had a good coach. <laughs> this sounds like someone that is upset that for the majority of his career, like those two years of Steve Smith notwithstanding, his best receiver was Ted Ginn Jr. Dog, and the office they ran was, can figure it out. I'd, I'd be mad too. Oh, then they had Christian McCafferty, but the offense was still Cam will figure it out. Cam will figure it out like that. I I understand his 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 feelings, but I look at this crop of like straight up just talent in the league, and there's some things that I think they're some of the talents developed past the maturity. I think that's become big of a problem, but like the decision making of Atua, the um ability of what Dak Prescott does on Sundays. I'm not willing to put <clears throat> you want to have a conversation about Brock Purdy to a to a limit, but like even some of the throws I see him make, I'm like, well that's a he ain't managing shit. <laughs> that was a throw. Like they they all have that upside ability. I think what Cam's point is they're being asked to do less, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just sour fucking grapes from Cam. You can say they're being asked to do less in the case of one Dakota Prescott. Dog. He is the bus driver, 
the I think, coordinate. I think that was the one where Cam was like, I may have gone too far. <laughs> I think Cam <laughs> tweeted something during that last game. He was like, all right. First and foremost, I'd like to pop. I was unfamiliar with your game. <laughs> like, you, you can say Dak Prescott's not top five, right? Eh, he's the best in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's five better in the AFC. <laughs> oh. Superman, Burrow. Superman, Burrow. The human tank. I can only say that, like, Josh Allen's like Moon Knight. Like, if the moon's out, he's on. Like, if it's a if, full moon, don't fuck with Moon Knight. But if Jake is in control, uh, hey, hold man. on. Hold on. <laughs> he might throw across his body to a square body. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't it consistently. Took a, it took me a while to come around on Josh Allen. When Josh Allen is on, he's the I best. I came around and then I spun right back out. Like, the, <laughs> I think it was like two years ago, and then last year I was like, all right, fuck it, I was wrong. And then this year I'm like, mm, I wasn't that wrong. And like the more I watch, I'm like, I'm pretty right, actually. I, I, it, I it, it's Josh Allen giveth, and in the same game, Josh Allen will taketh away. And it's it, it's part, it's not all his fault. It's the same game thing. It's like a, ah, Josh will figure it out. Like when, when their running game was like, they threw 70 something times against Miami last year. I was like, what is happening? Like, you, this is not how you play with this player. Like, that's just how you use him. And then they had that one game where they ran James Cook 40 fucking times. I was like, uh-oh. That was where I was like, oh, they, they may have uh, figured this one out. We, we can have a problem here, guys. And they went right back to the throwing the next game. I'm like, no, you learned nothing. The James yeah. Cook thing, that's that's your money. So he, here's, here's going to be the test for Buffalo because it'll be in Miami, relatively good weather, because the only reason they ran James Cook 40-some times was because it was freezing cold in Buffalo. And Josh Allen probably and then gave the said, game ball to Josh. Josh Allen probably looked at him and said, I'll be goddamn if I throw this ball more than 20 times today. You got me. So, Miami, good weather against the team that they probably feel like they have some success against. If he throws this ball more than 20 times against that team that cannot stop the run, I'm going to repeat this. The Miami Dolphins cannot stop the run. Don't tell me. It's it's my my deepest fear that people realize that you can just run on this way every team. They've got good pass rush. They've got great corners. You just yes. if if you get a lead, you may never don't touch the ball anymore. That's it. Just get ahead of them. Don't touch the ball anymore. Watching the Baltimore game, the minute they figured out, oh, you can't stop. You can, you can actually see the minute in the second quarter when they realized you can't stop the run. Like, this wasn't an aberration. You legit cannot stop the run. We can run all over you. And you were so and terrified of Lamar Jackson. And I'm trying to explain to people, like, you don't – Todd Munkin did that with Stetson. Don't. And you let him coach Lamar Jackson? And teams are so – like, don't let the pundits fool you. Teams are more terrified of Lamar's arm than any – look at how they play the Ravens. They're not playing, oh, he's going to scramble. Mm-hmm. They're playing, oh, my God, he's going to rip this thing 60 yards and burn us. The, the hip flip pass, you know what I'm talking about? Against the, the Dolphins? Okay, yeah. Where he comes out, and it looks like he's a left-handed quarterback. He just flips his hips and just throws it. I'm like, that's just mean. <laughs> because, like, you're mean. You're actually like, oh, it's, wait, what? he's not. Why would he? Oh, God, it's the back. Like, <clears throat> they're toying with people. And it's not fun. And it's not fair. And you guys need to realize that if Todd Munkin finds out that you, you've got a player on your team who – is right to be picked on. You they it's will like be a Chris Rock bit. 
Look, I don't talk about people's physical ailments, but if you hit my car and we get out of the car and you got one leg, I'm going to talk about the leg. That's how Todd is about your corners and about your things your defense can't do. Oh, you can't stop the run? Nah, I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to do it a bunch. And because you're so terrified of Lamar Jackson, you can't adjust for it. No. Because... Lamar Jackson's about to be a two-time MVP before he's 26. Thoughts? <laughs> uh, do you know who the youngest two-time MVP before Lamar Jackson was? I'm going to say Pat. You are correct. 27. Right. He was one year Good older. God, that's horrifying. <laughs> that's horrifying. That's wild. I was just talking to my dad about this because he was like, "Yeah, the quarter blackening has continued. It's over. We won." Well, I, I keep forgetting Pat's like a year older than Lamar. I keep thinking they're the same age. Well, hold on, and that's the thing about this too is like, like, and this is not me picking on anyone. Like, get your money. Like, Travis Kelsey has seven commercials right now. Lamar has zero, and there's going to be a, a reckoning to where like the NFL for years they sold us quarterbacks because that was the safe. Blue collar white guy. And now your two WMP is about to be Lamar fucking Jackson. And they're so scared of it. They're terrified to be like, yep, this is our league. He's not playing Sunday. The Ravens are locked up the one seed. The goddamn Browns are locked up the five seed. And my agenda. A My question that continues. I must ask, I've, I've, I've asked it for the last 10 years, with a bunch of years in between. Is Joe Flacco elite? <laughs> How are we here again? We are here again because the Browns have proven it doesn't matter. As long as you are competent, we can figure the rest out. We just need competence. And they had so, that. I have a counterpoint. Joe's more than competent. You know why yes. he doesn't look competent? Because he's not a young kid. You know what these young kids all are? Mistake averse. They're terrified of fucking up. Terrified. You and I grew up in an era where Brett Favre was a 20 and bad boys a year. He's the he fucking thought it was there. <laughs> <laughs> What's a dime? I hate it. Brett Favre was the original. Eh, I can make that throw. Chuck it and duck it, baby. I can make that throw. It's fine. Uh, He's down there somewhere. <laughs> and that's what Flacco is. Flacco's been at home. Flacco's 38. Flacco's my age. What y'all gonna do? Fire me? I'm only here because you're getting quarterbacks. Like, there's something to be said to operating in a position of, fuck you gonna do to me? Yeah. Who gonna check me, boo? Very excited. Do you have a final pick for Monday night's game? Do you have anyone? Do you have one way or the other? I do. Wait, which game are we referring to for Monday? Oh, night? Uh, National title game. Sorry. Oh, Washington. I I think Washington is going. Oh, to is, it, is it? So I know you and I are both cheering for Washington because black quarterbacks. But is that what you think is going to happen? I think Michigan all year has not showed me the tools to actually attack vertically which is what you're going to have to do to beat Washington. Unless you can bully them enough up front to prevent yeah. that Corvette from getting out of the garage. If they can do that, It's then... a big if. It's a big if. I think you're right. For me, it's 
I don't think there are enough points in that sideline just to keep up with Washington. I just, I don't think you could, you could have them run RVAs for 60 minutes. Then you generate enough points. Yeah. That's a machine built to beat Ohio State. It's not a machine built to win the national title. And they, they should feel good about themselves. Mission accomplished. You beat Ohio State. You're going to get Ryan Day fired. Yes! You're going to get Eli Drinkowitz the, the Ohio State job. Yo, Mizzou Pansy, Ohio State. <laughs> Bowl games are pointless. Wrong again, motherfuckers. I can allow oh. Ohio State one more time. Iowa, whatever. I don't even know what to call what I watched in Iowa. I actually enjoyed watching Tennessee football. That's oh, yeah. how bad that Iowa quarterback's was. quarterback's a goddamn true freshman. You happy now? This is first start. This is why I don't like both. This you want to have a downside of both season. I get irrationally afraid of other SEC teams. It's still Tennessee. It's fine. It's Tennessee could be the most talented team in the SEC. They're still going to lose four games. You've seen this happen. You've you've seen this happen. Tennessee would have to win two national titles for me to be afraid of them. Not one. Afraid's not the word. It's not afraid. It's just aware. It's like it's like. All right, we're gonna leave as soon as this story's done. Um. So we're taking Matthew home. I got home early. Susan went to pick him up from daycare. I go down to the garage. They load the garage door down. She's getting the the baby out of the car, out of the car seat. My dog goes nuts and runs in the garage. She's like, oh, the dog's welcoming us. As I'm like, dog, get back in the house. I look behind Susan. I say, Susan, don't move. This is a garage full of two cars, my wife, myself, and a baby. And then from underneath my car, a raccoon. And it was the dumbest thing you've ever seen. Two grown adults with college degrees trying to get this raccoon out of the side of the garage and get this baby in this house. I say that to say this. I wasn't afraid, but I was keeping an eye on the raccoon. And that is Tennessee football. I'm not afraid. I'm keeping an eye on Tennessee football. Because that quarterback was good. That defense for oh, Iowa is good, and that quarterback fucking shredded them. Yes. Yes. And he's mobile, and I don't – you know, hey, look, there's one thing I know a, the, a Kirby Smart defense will be bad against. It's a running quarterback. See, also, Jalen Milrow shredding goddamn Georgia in the title game. Bobo, I just want to talk. I just want to have a conference. Let's get – I'm sorry. That oof. I'm happy. Two straight national titles. Nothing to worry about. Justin, tell everyone where they can find you, brother. Hey, I appreciate that, man. You can find me over at ADD Space. You can find us over at Three Fifths Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at LJ90. And as always, appreciate the time, man. You, me, and Chris are doing uh, Spider-Man 2 at some point this this, this month. Let, yeah, let me know when. It, it... I'm making it happen. That was your show, guys. There is an outro. Enjoy the national title game. We'll be back afterwards and see you some time next week. <laughs>